three, two, one. Welcome to Hungry Hip Hop, Palace Style Reviews, where we dish out the freshest taste of what these artists are serving up. We're looking for the spiciest bars, vibes, and production in order to expand our palettes and diversify our playlists. What up, guys? Today we're reviewing, I think it's 070 Shake, 70 Shake, I think I'm going to call her. New album, You Can't Kill Me, which dropped pretty recently in 2022. Now, if you haven't heard, 70 Shake is the is the name of Danielle Balbuena, who's originally from North Bergen, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And I think I would say, I mean, I'll just I'll just be straight up. Her career really took off when she signed to Kanye West's music label, Good Music. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And, okay. Yeah. So she had been making various mixtapes, getting features, but the biggest one easily came in 2018 when she was featured on the song Ghost Town by Kanye West. After that, going on to actually, no, first it was her feature with Pusha T on Daytona and then then getting on the Kanye album and then actually being featured on Kid Cudi's most album. So the features have really propelled her career and and sort of like been the reason, if I'm being honest, that I was initially interested in reviewing her music and listening to it, getting knowing that this actually had some Mike Dean production, someone who's very famous, especially for Kanye's later work. And I think that shows a lot on this album, but I just want to say her major two, her one album that before this was called Lotus Vivendi, released on January 17th, 2020, which I'm looking at it reviewed pretty positively, so I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it. But today we're talking about "You Can't Kill Me," which is gonna be the second, her second album, and like I said, felt so spacey to me and felt really kind of dark. So yeah, Mike Dean production. Mark, how what was your initial feelings on this? So being completely honest, I fucking love this album. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> I I did not know what to expect coming in. I let's just say I was not expecting to like it. I'll put it that way. I thought this was definitely going to be a snorefest. I was not interested. Um, I was wrong, and I looked up nothing about the artist, like nothing about her. Actually, I, I actually wasn't sure if it was a her or him. I couldn't remember. What, I thought you said her, but then the music I couldn't tell. Um, but as I was listening, I'm like, damn, dude. This definitely sounds like some prime Kanye production. Like, literally, just like as I was listening to it, the first four or five songs, I was like, so as soon as she said she signed to get music, I was like, ah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, but I was like, man, like, this production sounds fucking amazing. And, like, y'all know I'm very vibe-heavy with the music. And for me, this was heavy vibes, you know? Like, I could not really tell you what she was saying. Like, I don't, like, I, I mean... Well, my one my one big disappointment is that this wasn't a rap album. I was hoping for a rap album. I was hoping for like a female rapper. So this wasn't rap. This is just singing. But she definitely sets an amazing vibe and definitely gives you the I don't know if it's like eight away in a heartbreaks mood or whatever, but like I don't know. It's like a really like a like a vibe and some great little like like lyrics in there that kind of like there was one song where where fuck it was it it was um skin on bones. Where she says we've been smoking gas, yeah, so romantic. I don't want to press fast forward, but the way the way it said is fucking beautiful, bro. And so, yeah, I was a big fan, Milo. Yeah, this is Milo live in the stereo. 
coming at you with this 42 minute long album uh 14 songs the mm-hmm. average listening time is going to be like a little over three minutes and i did not like this album i didn't like this album in the slightest i could think of 100 things that i'd rather do than ever listen to this album again <laughs> i listened to this album twice and i was thinking i should do a third and i just couldn't bring myself to do it i probably would have been able to get like my chest waxed or something than to listen to this album a third time i really want to know what vibe you're talking about actually hold on just real fast we listened to you can't kill me right that was what we're supposed to listen to yeah yeah okay because the way you were talking i was like hold on i think i might have listened to the wrong thing because i was not hearing this prime kanye style production I don't know what vibe you were talking about falling asleep on the piano. If that's a vibe, then I suppose you could say that it does have a vibe. I don't know like what the lyrics, the lyrical content, I, I, what lines I I have questions. I have a lot of questions as we get into the song by song, the songs really started to blend together at one point, by the way. So it was really difficult to keep track of last thing. I'll close with this. I'm a little surprised because I do like there was a uh, there's this show called On My Block. And that was my first experience with 070 Shake. There's a song called Glitter that they feature in that show. Mm-hmm. And that song is actually on my playlist, the song Glitter. It's a really, really nice and really beautiful song. And the lyrics are actually deep and thought provoking. So I wanted more of that. That was in 2018 on this, but I did not get anything near that. Well, Mark, I'm so surprised that that you liked it, and I'm so happy that you did. I <laughs> I'm not surprised that Milo didn't like it, considering that it is so vibe focused. And remember, you were telling me that your favorite Kanye album is Life of Pablo. Yeah. And Life of Pablo has a huge, huge, huge role played by Mike Dean, who is the producer mm-hmm. on this. And okay. so I think I don't want to focus on Mike Dean too much during this review. But I just want to say that, like, as a Kanye stand, I think Mike Dean should be even more, like, highly regarded for helping Kanye make great music. And he, he did be, this yeah. on this album, too. Actually, because this shit was good. So, yeah, um, the vibes were, I would call the vibes, like, spacey, kind of cold and distant. There were times where, I'm not going to lie, kind of switched to more of a weekend vibe, and I wasn't feeling that. There were a few times where I kind of felt like it was a weekend's last album, but it didn't delve there too much. I feel like it definitely stayed more with a vibe I was more a fan of, but yeah. Can't hear you. So what was good about, maybe we should just get into it track by track. Let's do it. I don't have any tracks that I liked, by the way, to offer up. <laughs> this nigga is so ridiculous, bro. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I mean, you could really do most of them. I mean, I'll start personally. I'm going to do Skin and Bones because that's one I really, really fucked with. Um, so, yeah, uh, she says in her part, she says... Uh, we've been smoking gas. Yeah, this is so romantic. I never want to press fast forward. You treat me more like I'm. You treat me like I'm more than a pair of skin and bones, and that really made a difference in my story. 
you know and so like i love that my wait was this a single because it has a different album cover on it I'd have been yeah, a this was a single. Okay, yeah. I thought this was like super good. Um, yeah, mainly produced by Mike Dean. Yeah, I mean, really for me, like the first like big seven songs all like kind of fucking hit. And I see what you mean, Milo, by like blending together. Like they do definitely kind of blend together. Um, especially the first two. I think the first two actually have the same instrumental to like total changes, but um yeah, like a lot of it does kind of have a very similar vibe and it's very spacey, but that's like that straight stoner shit. I wasn't smoking weed while listening to this, but I wish I did because this is like some straight stoner vibe. Like, like it's weird because like, like I said, it was kind of pretty close to the weekend to me, but like not maybe it's just his voice. I don't like and she doesn't do that really high pitched weekend voice. And like, I don't know, just a vibe hit better. Mike Dean better at it. <laughs> Mike Dean better. Mike Dean better. <laughs> I've never agreed with that means so much more than Mike Dean better read. Oh shit! I really like this track too. Um, the, I think what she does really well, um, especially these first, like the first half of the album, is I would use the vibe towards spiritual. Is that Never. I almost feel like there's a little bit of repetitiveness coming back to these choruses that makes me almost feel like you get into this the zone in this groove. And I think that when we're talking about Mike Dean production, is that especially if he's like a lot of points on this album going with an electric guitar, she's she's not afraid to let the production do a lot of the speaking. And that's kind of why I think that someone who's more into into a vibe, Mark, like you are would really like this album because it really lets the production shine even if she's not like mm -hmm. really trying to say anything super profound just kind of like add to the spacey stoner spirit kind of vibe that they're going for so i i totally agree skin and bones is a great example of that and yeah man i liked it a lot too i didn't even catch a lyric i think until like the fourth song bro like like literally i had no idea what she said but it was just like she just used her voice to me definitely closer to her instrument it felt like um it would definitely felt more yeah there's like definitely that focus on like getting her voice to be harmonizing with the production versus mm -hmm. driving driving like a melody and being the primary focus of the song all the time mm -hmm. and that's kind of a tough balance to strike i feel but she really hit it on this on this song so, <laughs> I've okay. got nothing to say. <laughs> you good, did, did you want to say anything? I don't really. I don't really know what to say. This is not felt last album, bro. My my looking like the last album. <laughs> Never realized. I don't remember what it was. I hated it so much. <laughs> Dude, the Boldy James. Oh God, fuck Boldy James. More no. like the Moldy James. Oh, shut the fuck. <laughs> For my for my birthday, for my birthday, we're gonna listen to Bully James, but the good one. And so y'all, so I can redeem myself in front of y'all. Here first, folks, Bully James with the good one. <laughs> like we're supposed to rate this album, you know, in regard to like its spiciness for other people to like inform them about the album, and I'm I'm just wondering how. 42 minutes of instrumental music that sounds exactly the same all the way through is supposed to be spicy question, because question, when we question. talk about Kendrick Lamar, we have, 
you know, the controversial subjects he talks about. We have the, you know, controversial decisions he makes about the features he wants to put on. And then we have Kendrick Lamar's actual creativity, you know, with bringing baby Keem in to do the, are you happy for me? And his, you know, his actual like rapping technique. So like, what are we, like, I what mean, makes I, this album spicy? I will, I will, I will fully say that like compared to like a Kendrick or even I would say like a regular rap album that like it's more lyric focused. There's definitely like a whole lot more to say and discuss. Like, I don't really see this as like one of those albums that's like, you're going to break apart and find even more, you know, like, no, like what you get on the surface seems to kind of be what you're going to get. Like, this is pretty straightforward so if you don't fuck with it like you don't fuck with it pretty from what i'm getting and um yeah like 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 for albums that are more of a vibe like they they ain't really going for all that and like from what i could tell it didn't seem like oh is it 071 or 070 oh seven oh but oh. Seven one. Shake. i thought it was i just feel like saying 70 shake just fucking works the easiest for me Oh, there's 070 Shake. Okay, yeah. I feel like 07 is uh, so... Oh, God damn you. <laughs> 070 Shake. Um, I felt like, yeah, it was definitely just setting the mood, bro. Like, it's just not much else. I mean, like, it's not going to give a ton to talk about, unfortunately. But to your question, what makes it spicy? I would say it's hard, in my opinion, to, like, set a mood and keep that mood for a full 42, 45 minutes. And like keep the in, like listener actually interested, like like doing the same but different is a skill in itself, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, like when you're, you could blame like the like the Playboy Cardi's, Uzi's, Pumps, whoever, all these little motherfuckers, like who's like, oh, they're making the same song. Yeah, but they're making a different song that still reaches the same feeling of that previous song. And so the, for them to keep being able, to, like like that's why they have a short time span is because that's a hard thing to do, and like. You can only do it for so long, but um, this, I felt like in the album, the second half, I will say I wasn't as big of a fan of the second half of the album, but for the first half, I felt like she did that incredibly well. So along those same lines, a song that I really liked is actually Wine and Spirits off the mm. second mm-hmm. off the second half. And I, I know I always complain about rappers when they pick up a guitar. I'm always, oh, I'm always like a little, a little skeptical, but it's clear to me with this song that Shake just understands what goes into making. Like, would you call this, would you guys call this a rock song? Mm, I wouldn't call it rock when I was listening to it, but yeah, it's, it's definitely different. And it's, it's a guitar driven track, like with kind of a distorted acoustic, but I'm not, I, I won't mention any Lil Wayne like particular songs, but I noticed that just rappers a lot of times are afraid to just like play guitar chords in a really standard way that I think just serves most guitar driven music really well. And 70 shake approached this song with those strong fundamentals with a good chorus with kind of that same vibe and also with Mike Dean on electric guitar. Mm -hmm. So when she comes in, you know, you say the lyrics are a little repetitive and in this song, just an example of having really repetitive lyrics talking about premeditated suicide and hearing that over and over. But to me, the variation comes in with, especially on the second half of the song, when Mike Dean is playing the guitar solo and we're going back Mm -hmm. and we're getting into that spiritual stoner vibe that I keep talking about. 
but you're really kind of following along with the electric guitar more so than the lyrics, at least for me. Um, and that's really when I was talking about how she lets the production shine a lot. I think Wine and Spirits is a great example of that. Mark? Yeah, I will say for the instrumental, this was actually one that I wasn't the biggest fan of. This makes sense because it's also not produced by Mike Dean. But uh, mm, I really, bad. I really love the lyrics for this one, though. I was this was one where the lyrics actually stuck out to me. Um, the differences in the pre-chorus, the differences between us keep us together. Yin and yang, it's more than just a symbol. Life is about balance, war, and harmony. You can't have one without the other. But the way the way she sings it is very 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 beautiful and sounds really good um oh and the whole like premeditated suicide shit like it all kind of really worked in my opinion and, like worked really well together yeah i the feeling of the song just came off as really whiny to me and i don't mean whiny as in like oh woe is me have pity on me, feel so sorry for me. I mean, whiny, like the sound of the quality of the voice that was singing sounded like the same sound quality as someone whining about whatever they're whining about. And droning would probably be a better word uh, instead of whiny. And the premeditated suicide line did not sit well with me. It, I don't know. It felt too on the nose. And I, I know I could probably give Juice World like a pass because Juice World, he does have a lot of on the nose lyrics. Maybe he, the quality of his voice is better. And that's why I, I give it more of a pass. Because like emo pop punk, you know, they have a lot of on the nose lyrics, too. But they have like all these really brilliant chords and these like crazy vocal runs and stuff that they do. So, I, yeah, I guess it is easier to give a pass when you like the voice of the artist. So the droning quality of the voice and the on the nose, like premeditated suicide type beat. It just wasn't working for me. <laughs> Premeditated suicide type beat. <laughs> that Golden Gate Bridge type beat. Yeah. No, he's just... <laughs> <laughs> no, name your first beat, dog. He's the producer, dog. Golden Gate Bridge type beat. <laughs> what? I'm going to get kill yourself, dog. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, uh... <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I also like the song Stay, which is the second and last track. I know I said I didn't really like the second half that much, but lyrically, I really, oh, dude, the first verse left me for someone who's going to love you better. Nothing wrong with that. Can't be so selfish. Fuck somebody else in your favorite sweater. I took some shots. I miss you lots. Like, to me, that, I don't know, like, that touched me, bro. That just, that felt super real. Left me for someone who's going to love you better. Nothing wrong with that. You know, like it's just someone coming to the realization that like maybe we were just weren't like the best for each other or whatever. But like, I still fucking love the shit out of you, you know. Um, and then verse two, I'm down on the floor. Can't get up alone. Treat you like a drug. Can't just overdose. I, I can't just overdose. I let you pack your bags and head up out the door. I feel so alone. I can't let that go. Like this is like, I mean, I'm a Jewish old fan. Like this is definitely like you feel like a drug to me like all that like this is 100 in my alley for like my type of shit you know and so for me like lyrically this was on point instrumental the instrumental for this one was okay it wasn't my favorite um like i said instrumentally the first half was definitely more me but i thought this i like the lyrics of this a lot 
Alan? I agree. This is one where you feel how just fucking down she is, Mm -hmm. you know, and she just fucking drags you down in with her in this kind of like really smooth, almost, almost warm, welcome, warm, welcoming feel of death kind of way, you know, and and it and this one is more lyrics fo- focused, which I like because we keep talking about the production. But this one is when she's talking about left me for someone better, and you feel how it's not necessarily this like I'm super mad, but this kind of cold acceptance mm-hmm. is when you really feel like that's that's kind of at the bottom. And you know, this song doesn't have the most lyrical variety, I would say. But again, I feel like when you have a chorus that's kind of as impactful as this one is. If you keep repeating it, it really held me the whole way through. And I just felt like she was dragging me down for one of what I would call maybe the saddest song on the album. Mm-hmm. And because the last one's going to go in a completely different direction. But but this one is definitely stay a song that <laughs> it, it left it left like a resonant feeling on me. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a bad feeling, but. I would say if you're like my suggestion to Milo or to anyone who doesn't, who says they can't just like get into the vibe of a song, I would say this would be one to just kind of sit down and just listen to the song on its own and just see if it like drags you under. Cause I think lyrically, this is a great example of one that does Milo. Yeah. I, I mean, really I like this you... song too. All right, fine. <laughs> if you listen to this and you I don't know if you want to stare off into space. I don't want to take an acid tab and look. Bro, at you need to smoke more form. weed, bro. You need to smoke just more just weed. You've enjoyed weed once in your just, life. Just try it. Just try it, nigga. Just try it. Just, just, just fucking do drugs. God damn it. Stop listening to all that dare bullshit. Okay, you know that so shit back to what I'm saying. <laughs> We're supposed to say this is spicy. Like, if I need to go, you know, smoke, uh, smoke weed, you know, take a fucking. It's not that you need, it's not that you need to go imagine people who it's make like work. that imagine people who make that EDC music right if you just sat there and you just sit there and you listen to our music you'd be like why like why why is all this why is all this but they made it for a particular environment they made it for an environment where you got hundreds of white college frat boys jumping up and down shirts off high on molly pumped up turned up so like it's made for an environment her, I could tell she's in like a dark place, like she's a fucking stoner, like she's like she's she's making it in that environment for it's FUBU for his bias. She's making it in that environment for people in that environment. So it's not that you need to do drugs to like enjoy this. I mean, I was sober when I listened to this. I'm just saying though, I could tell what environment kind of she was making this in, and then like that's going to be the best to listen to it. Because I can tell you, if I had a blunt in my hand while listening to this, I would have joined it five times more than I already did. What, what are you saying? What is what, FUBU? Okay. What is FUBU? I just, I just had a quick question. What is that? You don't know what FUBU is, bro? You need a... You I, know, I know white, what the, the clothing brand FUBU is. <laughs> yeah, FUBU. That's what I'm saying. Okay, it's like I thought you were using it as an acronym for something. Okay, Alan. Or it's bias, nigga. I think what Mark was more saying about you need to smoke weed is you need to just like approach it from a different like headspace or just you know i think you're coming into it like what can i take out of these lyrics when it's more supposed to be like when we talk about smoking weed it's more you're you get more lost in the whole the whole of the song beyond listening Mm -hmm. to the lyrics and so it's so i know why when when you 
you're not a stoner and you hear someone say that, it's kind of annoying, but it's more just like approach the song in a different way. Because I don't think that I don't think that it's meant to be enjoyed the same way that Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers was. You know, they're almost two completely different genres to me. It's not even so much the lyrics, though. It's even I mean, I don't only listen to music that has lyrics. I, I listen to instrumental music. And even though I don't listen to a lot of concert music, people who, you know, are sort of snobs about that thing. And I can see the appeal because at least from what I understand, they listen to that sort of music as like an exhibition of whatever Beethoven's virtuosity on the oboe and the bassoon. So they're, you know, they're listening to it as sort of like a technical analysis of, oh, that was really exciting how he, you know, change the pulse of the beat there in the in the second movement. So, so, but coming to this, when you just have one thing that sounds the same throughout, I can't even th- think about. And was there anything even like exciting about like the melody? And then, like with uh, I'll end with this. Like with EDC dance music, I mean the BPM. I, it, Mark mentioned like you just sit there and listen to it. Like you, I don't think it's possible to just sit there and listen to it. like the BPM is just gonna make you move. The it, the actual pulse of the beat, the mm, tss, mm, tss, mm, like you're gonna start bobbing your head. So, when it comes to just the music, like what what is the selling point? The vibe. If it's not a technical you exhibition, if it's not a BPM that's relax. gonna get your heart racing. You said just relaxation. No, no, just to just to set. And like, I already want to go listen to this again after this was over. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go smoke in my car and I might put this on. To be honest, like, it, like it, it 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 matches the vibe I'm in. Like I said, I feel like I like to listen to music that matches the vibe I'm in. And I'm I know you're not a stoner, so you just ain't gonna understand. I'm sorry, but like this really. <laughs> I'm sorry, like even that sound like this really kind of fits that vibe of like when you get high, like all that outside world is kind of silenced and you're just like, you, have you seen the movie, everything everywhere all at once where it's just like, whoosh, and just kind of like in this spot, in this spot, in this place, like that's kind of how it feels. It's just like, I'm just like here and like her sounds just be kind of come like a, like the, like the canvas that I'm on. It's just kind of like, it's just surrounding my being and it's just, Okay. <laughs> I kind of like that picture. This thing is just all right. The other thing I'll say is and I don't I don't want to like accuse you of of doing this, but I think this is an album that if you're just half listening misogynist. to it. Yes, I'm a misogynist for criticizing no, no. Milo. Alan, I'm saying Milo. That's why he didn't like it. <laughs> oh. Because I'm a misogynist. <laughs> okay. You hate That's... women, admit it, Milo. Okay, that's definitely not what I was about to say. (laughs) Black cracker. (laughs) Milo a cracker. Okay. Well, anyway, that's laughing. I'm laughing a little bit. I can't. I can't even lie. If if you're not like fully engaged with this album, I can see how you're gonna feel like, oh well, it all just feels the same. If you're like, even if you're just driving and you have the windows down i don't think this is going to be the right one if you're not fully paying attention to this album and how mark mentioned that the canvas needs to kind of overtake you i think this album does ask you to like fully pay attention fully be willing to buy in with like your whole self 
to get the feeling because if you just want to ha half listen to this then this can sound like any mediocre r&b album this could this might as well be dark lane demo tapes if you're half listening to it you know and you would have loved that way more. So you diss Aubrey in every episode. I know. <laughs> every. <laughs> Bro, but... we need our own OVO. Like, it's a radio <laughs> segment. He <laughs> would still be dissing them every episode. Fuck Drake in a contract he gave us. <laughs> <laughs> if Drake would release a good album in the past, like, seven years, I wouldn't have to. He did CLB. CLB fire, bruh. CLB fire, bruh. <laughs> and Scorpion was good. I don't know why people Scorpion hate on Scorpion. Garbage. Scorpion is garbage. Fuck out of here. You just didn't like the, the R&B half of the album. Just say it. If Scorpion, Scorpion had stopped at the rap portion, you would have been on board with it. If Scorpion never existed, I would have been on board with it. So trash. I'm sorry. Milo, what, anyway. Milo, which one of us do you feel like actually listened to Scorpion? Me or Mark? I mean, ask me a serious question, Alan. That you, you, I think you, you know the answer. I think yeah. you know the answer to that. I probably listened to it. I don't know, to be honest. He doesn't even remember if he did. He doesn't even remember if he did. I don't even know a single song off. I just remember, I think I tried it, and I think it was trash. Maybe it was always God's plan that you were going to be doing Shut that. the fuck up. <laughs> the worst music video I've seen in my life. And he only did that as a response to X, I hope you know, so... Wow, Drake and some bullshit beef that's fake? Damn, never would have seen that Bro, look comment. into it. Look into it. Anyway, I, I just, all I'm trying to say is that you really have to just kind of give yourself over fully to this album. And if you're not, if you're not willing to do that, and maybe it's just not for you, in which case that's fine. But I would say this is an album that does ask you to give it your full attention versus a fucking young boy album, right? So that's all. That's all I'll say. Maybe yeah. Maybe I just like the. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I had to put on because I know I, I didn't like the NBA YoungBoy album, but if I did have to choose, I would rather <laughs> sit through that again. Really? Oh God, no! Sincerely, control. Fuck that nigga. Never again, bro. Never again. Aren't you supposed to be the old head? Yeah, bro. Fuck all right. that, bro. Fucking young boy, dude. I would never. Apparently, did you see the video of Steph Curry and Aisha turning up to young boy at a club after the game? I was like, oh. damn, everybody really listened to young boy. That's crazy, bro. Dude, he really is just like the music industry fucking hates him, but his it's fans, crazy. like, he is so popular, man industry hates him but he is the most popular rapper who's hated in the industry by far not even questions <laughs> oh real fast I, okay not even care i'm not trying to open up old wounds okay so y'all can have a minute each of rebuttal if you feel so inclined but i did go back and i listened to uh 32 zell and Ooh, what is curious. it Melt my eyes oh okay bro. and i stand by the spicy i gave melt my eyes i did not think there was that much of a difference in quality between the two albums for me to think that did you melt like my eyes was not spicy melt my, eyes, I, wait, I, melt my eyes are a really good album yeah i gave it a spicy but mark said well if you'd heard 32 zell you wouldn't be giving this spicy oh, I listen gotcha. to it, and gotcha. I, I stand by the spicy you should have started with that 
But yeah, I got you, got you. <laughs> Wait, 32, 32Zell you liked or didn't like or what? I liked it as much as I liked Melt My Eyes. Uh, and I, I didn't know that the I am the one, don't need a gun, don't need a gun was yeah. off of 32Zell. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, snap. I am the one to bring the gun. Da, 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 da. <laughs> but that's it, tangent over. Stop the cap. Um, I also, if you're going to get back to this fucking album, um, I also thought medicine sounded amazing. I don't know one word that was said, but I literally wrote this sounds like top tier Kanye when uh, medicine was playing. Um, let me go back to it. Uh, I just thought it's, I mean, I really don't know what else to say. I just thought it sounded really beautiful. But look at the lyrics. Lyrics actually seem pretty cool too. But, uh, yeah, I just remember as I was listening to it, I was like, man, this sounds fucking amazing. And yeah, then, I really uh, like, like it leaves me feeling this kind of hollowness in a good way is the only way I can describe it, where she's she's saying, when you were here, I was your medicine. And then the last part of the song is, now you're gone. And that's what I think that's the vibe she's hitting so well to me. It's like, it's sad, but like distant and accepting in a way. And mm -hmm. yeah, I don't have too much lyrical stuff to mention either, but good song. I like it. That you were my medicine was just not giving. I was getting, I was getting huge. You are my Chick-fil-A. My clothes <laughs> on Sunday. Off of that. that. <laughs> That's what the cringe that I that people feel when they hear that on Jesus King was what I was cringing when I, I the so med, you were my medicine. I was like, nah, little Pete probably could have pulled it off. If I'm gonna Pete give a nod to call, call, call me when you're sober. Hey, my boy. All right, so um, I think I think that should that should about wrap us yeah, up. I want to yeah. spicy this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to give this a kind of spicy. As much as I fucking love this album, it's or sorry, I shouldn't say I loved it. As much as I did really like this album, um, it was mainly half. You know, I will say towards the end, it definitely got a little more shaky for me. Uh, <laughs> shaky, get it? Um, but uh, okay. I also, uh, it's not like. <sighs> I wouldn't give this a spicy because even though this is vibes and it's the shit I like, and like I said, the instrumental sound really good. It's nothing like it's nothing's at a good enough level for me to go for like spicy though. Like when I listen to Shojo uh, Kenny Mason, I know y'all don't like him, but like for me, he was different enough and his vibes are good enough for me to like give that a fucking spicy. To me, this is like oh, this is. This is good. Like I would easily put this on in the background, even recommend it to a few people. Um, I don't think this is like the most amazing album, but I do think that like one hundred percent there's something here, and let's grow on this. So kind of spicy for me, or this spicy a, with a little a... bit of light mayo. <laughs> All right, just for the white okay. people out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give this one a spicy. I. I really like this. I felt like when she really got dark and the instrumental kind of washed over the songs, I was really taken taken in with that. And I think I could listen to this thing all the way through. I mean, every time I did, I just always did it from start to finish and felt like I was taken on a ride the whole time. It's a dark ride and it's definitely it's definitely a vibe. So this is a spicy for me. Milo. 
Yeah, this is going to be not spicy for me. I don't know if I if I think about this more, maybe it'll lead to because I know consistency on spices has been a recurring like criticism on this podcast. But I guess like when listening to these albums, I'm just like, show me what you can do. And kind of like, you know, like uh, say like karate, right? You have your white belts, your blue belts, yada, yada. So, you know, your black belt can do it all. You know, they know all the, all the katas, all the punches. Your blue belt can only do some of it. So when you come to me and all you have is like an instrumental that sounds the same, like, okay, great. I know you can do that. I know you can do a roundhouse kick and you can do it well. What else can you do? And, you know, the more you show me, the higher your belt level, higher the spice. So no, maybe, maybe that's a more consistent lens of looking through it. Uh, I'm so I'm just gonna go ahead and give this a not spicy, but 07 O'Shake's not out of the game. She's gonna make more albums, so I don't know. Maybe we maybe we should release another one. We can review another one in the future. All right, two tracks for the playlist. I'm gonna go with Wine and Spirits. I really like, and I'll go Skin and Bones. I'm just glad you didn't say Sefuela loose. Nah. Uh, skin and bones and medicine. Out of those two. I know. I just can't do. Yeah. Skin and bones and wine and spirits. I agree with, with Alan. All right. So we'll throw those on the playlist. Mark, I thought you liked Wine and Spirits. Anyway. I know, I but he like don't like medicine, so fuck him. <laughs> I thought he loved this album. Then he goes and gives it a light mayo. Well, yeah. <laughs> I hope you see when I like have issues with the way Mark rates things. Like, it's not like I'm not just being a dick. Like, I'm not. But Milo, why now that you understand, why don't you let us know what album we're reviewing next week? Okay, so uh, next week, uh, how can I put this? Tired, there we go. Way. Trash, stop it. Uh, well, I don't know. Actually, no, that might be fair. Next week, <laughs> we are going to decide once for all whether we're going to excommunicate logic from this podcast since he disgraced <laughs> himself by coming out of retirement and then also coming out of retirement with a horrible album, Bobby Tarantino 3. So now he's released Vinyl Days, it dropped June 17th. That's a horrible name. So we're already off to a bad start, as you can see. And I don't know. We'll see if we if Bobby deserves that we overlook his the shame he brought upon himself by lying to a generation of fans and saying he was retiring. So, yeah, he's on the on the line for excommunication. The stakes are high. Tune in. Peace, y'all. Later. Bye. <laughs>